man, what a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy. All right, Cody. Well, take two of an episode that we didn't even want to that we didn't even want to have a take one on. Um, so, quick backstory: we uh, started this episode. Take one was the Saturday um, after the Marshall loss, um, uh, late Saturday night. We got fifty minutes in. We were having a good conversation, and we'll obviously cover a lot of the same points. Um, in, I wouldn't call it in, good, but it was in, a conversation. It was a conversation. We we were mad. <laughs> we were frustrated. We still are. Um, but we got fifty minutes in, and Cody's laptop decided it wanted to update um so that's exactly what it did and of course we lost everything so well technically his side um so, so you yeah, have me yeah. just talking I to lost. myself uh for 50 minutes and maybe i don't know maybe that's a bonus episode we just <laughs> released there's just every every minute there's just 30 seconds of silence um yes. but but uh but yeah we, oh, we could we, be like an interactive podcast there you Here's go just fill in go. yeah yes and we sell that and we say like have a conversation have it's a like conversation AI. With Matt. yeah i like that <laughs> um but so 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 take two here like i said definitely not a an episode we wanted to record in the first place i led in with an episode that you'll never hear um basically you know saying that we enjoy doing this right because uh we enjoy all of you um you we appreciate you for for listening to us especially those that have listened to us for multiple seasons even dating back to 2018 when we started this thing um i enjoy talking to cody um we're longtime friends we go back to high school we're former college roommates at georgia southern um, um, I probably would not uh, get a chance to talk uh, to him um, as much as I do if we didn't do this podcast, right? Just because we live in different parts of the country and yep. life gets in the way and all that. Um, but episodes like this are, are ones that we we don't enjoy, <laughs> uh, right? No, because everybody no. else can get, like forget about football and just tuck it away for a while and you know um, spend time with family, watch Christmas movies, decorate the house, do whatever you want to do, um, and not have yeah, to or you go. You can go bid on Facebook or you can go, <laughs> Instagram. Well, right. No, it's it's two different types yeah. of people, right? You yeah. you wallow in your sorrow, and and you go and you just like go on the forums and go on Facebook groups and go on Twitter and do the death the doom scrolling, right? <laughs> or you just block it all out and then you pick things up like next Thursday or, or Friday, right? Uh, when when we're gearing up for for Old Dominion, right? Mm -hmm. um, Cody and I yeah. don't have that luxury. <laughs> we can't do that. No. no matter what, we have to get on on the mic and and, and talk. So, um, but but yeah, that, I mean, you know, it's it's our choice. Uh, and and uh, like I said, we we do enjoy doing it, just not um, these type of episodes. Could we but. just should we just like end it here and be like, all right, next week? Well, that's it. Next week, yeah. <laughs> Old Dominion. Um, uh, thanks to can cut, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Do the can cut promo. Hell so the bat. Yeah. So, so sponsor can cut, of course. I know Andy Thompson is not happy after, uh, the loss. He, he had some choice words and on his, uh, we all did what we all did on, on one of the accounts that he, um, he, he runs the, the Hale Southern account. Um, and, uh, but yeah, we, we certainly thank him for his support. 
of this podcast um, and, uh, and and go go support him. Uh, can Cut Tools, Premium Drill Bits, Cutting Tools, uh, CanCut.com, K-N-K-U-T.com. Um, but Cody, 38-33 loss to Marshall. Um, I don't want to get into like the stats and stuff because, again, I don't want to relive it. You don't want to relive it. The people yeah. I don't even think want to relive it. But there's a lot of talking points of this game that that, that that we need to address so um i think number one is play calling right so the for yes. the second straight week i'm not saying that it's been stellar all season um but certainly for the second straight week texas state game and this game and really probably extend to, to all the the road showings our offensive play and our offensive play calling has just not been enough uh, up to snuff um it, yeah. it was just uh, questionable head scratching at times you come out of the gate with with a trick play a gadget play that wasn't even a well-developed developed one it didn't look like um and it, it's just it's puzzling because you have playmakers on your team you have Jalen white you have a six seven tight end you have caleb hood um davis brain can be effective if you put him in the right situations um but you know consistently now we're starting to see like the 180 of that. We're just starting to see uh, Ellis call these plays that just don't make a lot of sense in situational football. No, you're right. And it's not like we haven't came out and done trick plays in that first opening drive, you know, in the season. Like Marshall is prepared for that. They've seen that on film. This isn't the first time that we've had to go. uh, This isn't the first time that we have opened up a series and, and done a trick play, right? Maybe in the first time at the first play of the game, but we've certainly had opening series in which we've had a some sort of trick play or trickery or misdirection or some sort. So, do you think that was dialed in? Um, or like yeah, that, that was going to be the first play no yes, matter what. Yes, obviously they had the kick return, so that you know we weren't planning for that. Yeah. Um. So they obviously they get the up, first yeah. series is usually always scripted, scripted. right? It's, yeah. So yeah, I think that was a design that they they went in and said, like, "All right, first play, we're going to do this. We're going to we're going to do this trick play." Uh, but in <clears throat> my head, Marshall is typically at least pass defense is really good this year. Um, it, it just did not seem to be the time. Did not seem to be what we should have done. Obviously, that's easy, you know. <laughs> now when it didn't work, compared to when if it would have, uh, but it just. We never got into an author, uh, offensive rhythm, I felt like, that right. was... It's the rhythm, game. right? You had start, certain yeah. series that was good, and then you had certain series that was terrible. And it's it's very... Your offense isn't going to be very successful when you're bipolar like that, like when you're going up and down. That, that's know, great, yeah. No, rhythm and bipolar, I think, is, is a great... <laughs> uh, yeah, great terms to use for, for, for this offense, especially recently. Like, it really has. It's been like... Jekyll and Hyde and you know it's it's unnecessary because it's like doing doing some of those things it's like you know establish what you do best first get yeah. the ball in your playmaker's hands and then you can get cute with it if you want or if, if if things aren't going your way trying to run your game plan then you can you know do some of these other things and try something different but it's like we abandon that right out of the start and just try to like get cute with it um, instead of just run our yeah. offense. <clears throat> yeah, instead of trying to ease into the game with some high percentage plays that should hopefully get you some part of positive yardage, you, you do this the trick home play. Home run plays or the trick play. Or now, the, you're, yeah. now you're yeah, second and ten, and, and now you're kind of behind the change a little bit. So, no, it's it's sort of frustrating um, as a fan, especially when they don't work. 
especially when, like you've said, on the road, offense has been has been really bad. Now, granted, this is the most points that they put up in a road game, but still, it, it wasn't enough to win the game. And then you still had the frustrating opportunities of having, I think, three or four red zone trips yeah. in which you either – you don't get a touchdown. And one of them, we didn't get any points at all. Correct. And the other three was field goals. So – you know, you look at an opportunity where you could have had at least 28 points and you'll end up with nine. Right. And you Not, only I mean, lose by five. Yeah. And you it, lose yeah. by five. Like, so like you go. convert on, on any one of those and, and we win the ball game. So it's, it, it, yeah, like I, I made the point in, in, in take one of this episode that like I can't recall a game in recent memory anyway um, where there were so many, like you could, you know, mo- most games you can point to like that one play was the turning point. Right. Like the, the, the Alex yeah. Smith, uh, punt, uh, you know, uh, fake punt that, that he, you know, went rogue and, and got the first down against, uh, coastal, right. Like that was the turning point. That's a big turning point. Yeah. In, in that game. Um, in this one, you could point to half a dozen, um, if not more. Uh, and, and yeah, I like that. Uh, the second and third possessions offensively for us, um, coming, uh, you know, uh, negative three yards total on those two drives, um, both starting in the red zone, come away with just three points can't happen. And then, you know, you nope. have the big play Davis Brent throws a really good ball, probably his best ball of the game, maybe one of his best of the season to Barden, um, gets down to the five yard line. Um, and then just three straight questionable play calls where Jalen White doesn't uh, touch the ball at all on, 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 on that. And, um, you know, you, you try to throw the ball twice and do kind of like the shovel pass thing to, to a tight end that Cody, you and I had to look up um, and not say anything against the kid. I'm glad that he's getting some playing time, but you know, we've got Upshaw, we've got, uh, um, uh, Bo Johnson. White. I know, I know, I know has been hurt. We've got, yeah. yeah. Um, we've got other tight ends and this was a, this was a guy that again, we had to look up. He's, he's a senior. Um, but, uh, I don't ever remember his name being called, um, last season or this season. And all of a sudden he gets the ball twice within the five yard line. Um, I just, in a, in a very important game that we have to win to maintain a very important game. And again, not taking, not like blasting the kid by any measure, but it's, it's on the coaches. It's on Ellis. And why are you put hand the ball off to white? And, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying handing it off to him up the middle three times in a row is going to get it done. We've seen plenty of times where that's not the case, especially when they're looking for it. And our offensive line play was not good. Um, you know, it really hasn't hasn't been that great all season, but wasn't good in this game. Their D line was dominating us. Um, but you you saw Ellis get. I don't want to say scared, but he he was timid to run up the middle on on Marshall, and but he he. But the times that we did it, it was effective. Um, but we, yeah, we kept trying to run we, to the outside and do the, those shovel passes, and I just yeah, I don't get it. There were certain times in which White would bounce it off to the outside, and we had good good pickups on that. Um, and I would have wished we – you know that toss play that we did against Georgia State in which White just walked it in. Yeah. I, th- I felt like that would have been a great time to have, have tried that um, in, in that particular series uh, inside the five. Uh, but, no, I think, again – you're in a tight game. You're looking to go up. I think at that point, what was it, twenty six, twenty four, or was it twenty? I think we were up to twenty. Yeah, I think it was twenty six, okay. twenty four at, at that point. Um, so and that so, would have gone up by two scores. Yeah. Um, so you're yeah. looking at either you go up by at that point we were going up by five or we're going up by two or something or or more. Right. Anyways, regardless, 
you're looking to try to maintain control of the game and to not utilize your best players in that situation to to do that. It's it's puzzling for the fans. I get maybe using it as a misdirection or a fake, but to me, you're just you're just outsmarting. You're outthinking yourself there. There's right. Why, that's a great. Why, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah, you know, I get maybe thinking that Marshall's defense is going to be all keened up on White, so we're going to send him out wide, and it's going to draw the defense over to him, and we should be able to walk in. That's what it seems. It seems like Ellis is getting in his own and, head. And, He's and overthinking things. Yeah. Yes. And okay, I. Maybe that's a maybe you saw something on film, but the first player or two that they did, their the Marshall defense stayed in their assignments. They stayed in their gaps. They did not let anybody get through. I think on the first play we did the um like kind of play action tight end pass, right? Upshaw was Yeah, co- it was like the Upshaw, yeah, Upshaw, yeah, was, Upshaw covered. was covered. He had like three guys on him. Bryn and, luckily threw it, I don't know, intentionally too high if he was trying to throw it away. Um, but luckily he didn't try to throw up a jump ball even with a six seven tight end because there was three guys there. That would have been yeah. an interception. So I just you know, at at that point, let's just see what we can do, line up man on man. Right. And just see if we can just at least move the power forward. Now, if he gets knocked back or whatever, then spread it out. Put then five guys up there. Else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But but you get three, you get two, three yards, then you hand it to White again. Or maybe maybe you get down to the one yard line and you line everybody up and um, and, and, and have and an eagle push or something. Yeah. Like eagle that. push. There you go. Yeah. And sneak it with Brand and just because I mean, on those like. It's one of the simplest plays, like in football, like it's line versus line, and you just say like who wants it more, right? I mean, it's like a tug yeah. of war at that point. You just get the push, and and like to me, it sends a negative message to the players when you get in that situation and you're calling things out of left field. It shows a lack of confidence in your players. Like, do we not trust the offensive line to get us five yards? on three plays or white. Um, running or, or yeah, but that's what I mean. A combination of our offensive line and Jalen white, uh, you know, churning his legs and the offensive line, not having to, the pull block or do it, just push forward, hand the ball to white, him hit the hole, drive his legs and, and do it three times in a row and get five yards. You're telling me you don't have confidence in that. Instead, you're putting in this four string tight end and trying Tebow passes. Like that's, that, yeah. that's mind boggling to me. Yeah. And not even, again, you're trying to throw something in into a crowded area with with Upshaw. I mean, I know that they have, <laughs> I know that they have packages and designs that spread the field out at, at that point. We've seen it in previous games. Again, I mean, spread the field out, have White back there, and count the numbers. Do you have numbers in the box, or do you have numbers on the outside, and and just do it that way? I mean. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think we just overthought ourselves in that situation and just, you know, the the acronym or the saying KISS is applicable in a lot of things, and I think also in football. You just got to keep stuff simple. Yes. And if you don't and you overthink it, you put yourself usually in a lot more trouble than what was necessary, and I think that's kind of what we did in this game. We overthought a Correct. lot of aspects of the game, and we put ourselves in unnecessary and, situations. And let's be honest, with Davis Brand, like she hasn't been – yeah, Davis Brand hasn't been stellar this season, but the thing is, is if if you if you do the the kiss method right and keep things simple, he can be an effective quarterback, right? Rely on on Jalen White. No, he didn't. No interceptions, right? No no turnovers. No turnovers. Um, three, t- three touchdowns, three hundred and seven yards. A lot of you know. Not some the of most that game, accurate games. Not the most accurate. Twenty nine for fifty four. He didn't lose you that game. 
I don't know. He didn't. The coaching did. I mean, that, that was that was a second straight week where we got completely outcoached. And, you know, uh, like Charles Huff is a good head coach. Uh, Marshall's been, you know, obviously on, on tough times coming into that game with on a five-game losing streak. We said in the preview of that game, though, we cannot take them lightly. They're still a good football team. This is a team that was on the brink of being ranked in the first five games of the season. Yeah. Right? And and, and should have beat um, – NC uh, State. There you go. NC State had them on the ropes and, 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 and blew it, and then just the wheels fell off. And But in that five-game five stretch, the only home game they had was against uh, JMU. They lost it 20-9. to nine. Cam Francher played – in that game, which of course he didn't play uh, against us, the Pennington kid did, Chad Pennington's son. And um, you know, I don't know if 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 Chad if uh, if the Pennington kid played. I know he's a freshman, but if he played in that JMU game, that might have been a very different game. Um, they got no offensive points in that game. They had a kick return and a safety. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's how they got their nine points. Uh, it, and they had really bad quarterback play out of Francher. So if but it gets um, back to it gets back to what we stated before we got into these November games, which was the teams that we play on the road are very good at home, regardless of what their overall right. schedule is. They, they're Texas very good State, at home, and they're well-coached. Yeah. And they're well-coached. Texas State only has one loss at home. Marshall only has one loss at home. Um, you look at JMU, App. Yeah, obviously App undefeated everywhere. Will have, but, yeah. Ha- yeah, App only has one loss at home. So right. it is... Um, it's 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 a very tough s- schedule that we have, but at the same time, based on what I and what you and I thought, the talent that we have, the coaching that we have, we should have at least come away in November three and one at the least. I agree. Um, and now we're looking at hopefully maybe coming, you know, two and two, praying two and two, but probably going to be one and three. And could very much could, could be, be zero and four. Yeah, and, could be over. you know, if you have a complete fall off the wagon, you know, bus just wheels coming off the bus sort of situation, and we are 0-4, uh, if I'm Coach Helton, I have to rethink every way that I approach a football season. Um, because obviously, it does not matter how well you play in September, October, if you cannot win and cannot yeah, it's how finish, you finish and it's how in you November, play on the road. Yeah. what's the point, yeah. you know? So if he, we can't compete on the road in this conference, we're never going to win a division title. No. We're never going to win a uh, conference championship. Period. And we're going to barely period. be bowl eligible. I mean, Correct. honestly, you're Correct. hoping to you're going to rely on the whole power of Paulson thing just to go undefeated yeah. every year at home. That is not what to bank on. Right. No. I mean, we very well could lose to old dominion. That's the, you know, a, a, I think they're about even matched with us at this point. Um, yep. Kind of a middle of the road Sun Belt team, and you know, it, like maybe maybe the home field advantage, senior night, and all the, all that kind of stuff gives them that extra fuel. Um, you know, to uh, to have the advantage. Why can't we bring that on the road with us? I, I don't know. care if it's in you know Eagle Creek water in a freaking jug or or what uh, whatever. Well, they it's gotta like, pour that water out. I don't. This does not seem like they're pouring the water out on the field. You no, just can't bring the not. water in the jug. Thing. I mean, just like the blue pants, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> none of that stuff matters. Like if I mean, it, sure, bring water with you. Wear a different uniform. Um, I made a comment on Twitter of like, go out there pantsless, like Winnie the Pooh style. I don't care. Do whatever you have yeah. to do to be motivated. But like, that's all like vanity stuff. Like, it, it, it's it's it, to me, it's a huge problem that you don't have the same level of motivation on the road that you do at home. Um, I get it. 
it's hard to play on the road. You have the travel that can be exhausting. You're balancing classes, balancing practice, all this kind of stuff. You're in an unfamiliar environment. You're in a, um, a hectic environment in a lot of cases, like in JMU, uh, Marshall, you know, had a decent crowd. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was not their best crowd. It was not their best crowd, but it was better than Texas state, uh, showed, you know, I wouldn't say that was like a, a, a chaotic environment, but, but yeah. yeah, you're in an unfamiliar place. So like, I, I get it, but like championship teams have to pretty much play the same. Yeah. Like and, you take and, care of business at home, but you're, yep. you're bringing that same tenacity on the road. And I think what this shows is just a, we talked about this last night too, that the grueling schedule of football you get down to this this late in part of the schedule, and and it really really becomes a a, a mind over matter situation, yes. right? You are it's a grind. You are physically exhausted. You are mentally exhausted. Not just playing football, but you have classes, like you just said. Right. You're you know everything. You, you see that there's a lot of the end of the tunnel that it's almost done. So you're just kind of trying to get through it, and but at the same time, you're trying to also accomplish all these goals of conference championships. Um, being, you know, beating your rivals as the season goes along um, and then going on the road and, and going into really tough environments and trying to beat these teams there. So it's all this huge, you know, a lot of a lot of tough, tough times. And this this really is where your offseason training comes into effect. And I think if I'm Coach Helton, when I review this season, I think the first thing I have to look for is how can I make my offseason harder and mentally tougher to have my players be ready for the end of the season. I agree. Because yeah, and and and, and Helton's post so yeah post game interview with uh, with Big Frank. You know, he he mentioned um, mental toughness and that that this team was mentally tough. I don't know if they are. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, I don't know. If I they say are. they they could be, but not to the championship level. No, you go back not. to our championship teams, and you know, you look at the training and stuff that Irk would put his teams through, right? I mean, heat of the day, you know. You I know, wouldn't say they forgetting. are, Cody. I mean, they're, they're, what, they're, they're what, one and four on the road? Um, well, that, I so, mean, I, yeah, I, I understand. And I, I'm not saying that they're not mentally tough, period, but they're not up to the level to where they need to be to win right. on the road and, and to win championships, right? right. And that's where I think we're gonna you're going to have to get with your strength and conditioning coach and your, and your strength and conditioning team and say, hey, look, we need to make this harder. We need to, we need to, you need to get with your coaches. You say we need to make our practices in spring and in fall and camp harder. We don't need to be where it gets to the end of the season and, and guys are just hoping to get through it, and and you're just trying to grind right. it we out. Need we need to tough. be a tough. It's not just mentally tough. Yeah. It's physically tough, right? Go so, out there, hit them in the mouth, and that's what we're talking about with like the play calling and things like that. I'm not saying that yeah. the guys we have, I'm not putting it on the players and saying the guys we have aren't capable of it. It's too, it's on the coaches to pull that out of them, mm-hmm. right? I think they can have that dogfight in them, right? But like it's up to the coaches yeah. to coach them up and, and prepare them. Like you said, it's not going to be a flip that magically switches. Hardest. You have to install and instill that yeah. in them, you know, in the off season and then throughout the entire season. And I will say this too. It, it, what coach Helton walked into was not the most ideal situation. You it was not because we were, did not have mental toughness. No, under and, no. And you were having to modernize the offense. Yes. You're having to fix and, and really kind of modernize the defense to an extent 
And then you're also trying to get back to what it takes to winning and winning consistently at a high level. So you can, you can say that he's checked off the offense as much as we want to complain about it. The offense is pretty modernized, even though that you and I can come on here and say, there are still some boneheaded decisions made. It's, it's it's right. A lot the offense better. itself is fine, and I think that's what people aren't grasping. Like the second, yes. like there's there's you know, things go struggles. There you go challenges within the offense. People are like, it's the scheme. It's the air raid. Why are we doing the air raid? Let's go back to the option. <laughs> you know, and it's like calm down. Like we, you know, again, it's it's the play calling. Last I checked, we have Jalen White, and we have plays in our playbook that involve Jalen White. Yeah, like. The scheme itself, the formations and the playbook that you have, you know, as the offensive play caller, you get to choose what what you want. And I understand, like, if the identity is supposed to, we want to be a pass-heavy team, um, that is fine um, if we can execute on that consistently. Um, But, again, put your players in the best position to succeed if that's not the case, we made this point last night, Fritz, right? Fritz came in and he had a uh, Jeff Munkin, Flexbone, old school Paul Johnson uh, triple option offense. Um, he modernized it as much as he could without it being a cluster. Um, be, right? He utilized the players he had with uh, Kevin Ellison and Upshaw um, to go back there Instead of under center, do the pistol, still be run heavy, pass a little bit, um, you know, uh, sneak in some some deep bomb plays uh, to loosen up the the uh, run defense, um, and it worked. You see what he's doing now at Tulane; they pass a lot more, and they have a quarterback that is a better pure quarterback than Kevin Ellison and Upshaw were, um, right? And uh, it, but. He, Fritz didn't have the time with us, unfortunately, um, to to recruit and bring in guys that fit the system that he wanted to run, the system that he ran at Sam Houston. Um, you know, but that's what I'm not seeing here. Like it's like you said, it's a miracle that we've transitioned as well as we have. Yes. Um, right. That that like especially last year. I mean, the, the the fact just seeing us in the top 10 and top five of all these passing categories and stuff. I never thought I'd see that day. Exactly. Certainly not in year one. Um, so that's a remarkable turnaround. Um, but again, it's not going to be consistent from year to year because your Jimmy and Joe's are, are changing. Right. So, and that we, we and built through defenses, the portal. Yeah. Yeah. Defenses have time to scout you. They have exactly. family. So, yo, yeah, yeah, no. Go ahead. So, so yeah. So, if it's Calvin Trees, if it's Davis Brin, if you have Jalen White back there, if you have a different running back, if you have injuries, you adjust as a coach and do what you have to do. I get it. Your air raid, maybe you want to throw the ball 50 times. If we have the players in place to be able to do that effectively, do it. If we don't, hand the ball off to Jalen White. Again, those plays are already in the playbook. It's not like we're going rogue, right? No. Like um, the run up the middle is a play, right? But we didn't do that inside the five yard line for some reason, um, you know? And yeah. So um, I think people like um, they make it too uh, like binary, right? Where it's just like, Again, yeah, you have challenges. Things aren't going your way. It's like abandon the whole offense, fire the entire staff, go back to the triple option, you know, and it's like, come on. No, Um, yeah, you can't. Um, And like like we said, the offense itself is is 
fine. It works. I mean, we put up, I think we're still averaging over 30 points a game at this point. It's just that we could probably be averaging a lot more if at certain times different plays were called that made more sense in the situation that, that we saw. Situational in. football. Yeah. So you, you made a comment like, I mean, there were times that the offensive coordinator for Marshall, you know, uh, yeah, looked just which, bad yeah. um, with his play calling. They had a third and two where Ali was running it down our throats all night. Um, and especially when we, when he got to the outside, um, and then they decided to, to roll out Pennington, a freshman quarterback, um, and you know, in a play that was double covered and luckily try to make us the ball back, try to make him make a really hard play when all you had to do was just give it to Ali. And the comment I I think I texted you was, is I feel like the offensive coordinators for each team is trying to one up each other as to who can not, you know, who could be not, not be the smartest. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and, and it's true because, again, like going back to the trick plays and things like that, yes, it, you go for it on fourth down, you do a fake punt, you do a gadget play. If it doesn't work out, everyone, like, hates you, and that was the dumbest call in the world, and if it works out, oh, that was genius. Yeah. But really, it's somewhere in between, right? You're taking a risk. There's some risk involved in every everything you do, um, and there are plenty of plays where that work, um, that if you really pay attention to football, you'll look and be like, that wasn't the smartest play, right? There. Yeah. We had a touchdown last night that was like, that wasn't the smartest throw, but it worked. But it worked. We had the touchdown <laughs> against, uh, was it uh, Coastal, Coastal was right? Luck. Where it was, yeah, it was luck. It tipped up. So luck happens. Um, luck was mostly against us last night, especially on that like final drive. And then we uh, got backed up to the two-yard line on that punt that just died. Um, yep. and, uh, and yeah, I had to go 99 yards or 98 yards um and um where on the previous drive of of marshall they had two fumbles that were both recovered by pennington um that would have set us up on the 50 yard line right so yeah um yeah it, it happens ball bounces different ways right but um the point is is like it's it's high percentage plays it's putting your players in the best position it's just smart play calling you can take risk but you know, have risk aversion, like, like make smart decisions and take those risks at the optimal times. And what we're doing just seems to be like scatterbrain kind of, of, of like, I, like, I don't know, like we're just throwing darts at a board like, ah, let's run this now. Right. Like, yeah. um, and, and yeah, and, and that's why people are frustrated. Right. If it, yeah, it yeah. seems like there's no, especially when we get inside the 10 and I think this is what it gets highlighted the most is that inside the tent, it feels like you're really just trying to throw something against the wall to see if it sticks. There doesn't seem to be really much. Of I would a say even the red zone. Plan. I mean, after those, okay, that, yeah. that second and third, that second and third drive, um, again, in the, whenever it was the third quarter, well, you had second the quarter, same thing third quarter, in the quarter, Texas the, state game too. Yeah, exactly. You had the big kickoff return and then we're inside the 15 and, and you're right. You can't do anything with it. You can't yeah. do anything with it. So yeah, I think you're kind of right between the twenties. Our offense is great, but I think you're right. right. When there's something when you the, get inside the Barden that catch, zone. I literally was screaming at the TV for him to get in. I was like, "Please find a way to like maintain your balance, not fall down, and get in." Yeah, because I didn't think that we were going to come away with a touchdown there, and we didn't. Um, oh, no. You know, so like, and, and that's a terrible feeling when like you can complete a, a, a huge play like that and set yourself up on the five-yard line and not have confidence in your offense to get With those sort of situations that we just run up to the line, no substitutions, nothing, just run up, do, you know, spread the ball out, and, you know, if White's in, hand it up the middle to him or do, like, one of those quick wide receiver screens. 
if you see that there's numbers in the box or something along those lines. And we did that against know, Texas State. We did that draw play. Just and, try to and, catch them yeah, off guard. The other you know, thing, just, yeah, but before the half was probably the other time, right? We settled for a field goal there. We did take the lead yeah. going into the half, but we had a big play. We were set up once again um, to come away with a, a possible touchdown. Actually was running a pretty good uh, one-minute offense, right? Um, but then we just crumble. We try three pass plays. Uh, we uh, leave. Um, we enter half with one timeout, right? So it's like, why not try to run the football? And, and, and call a timeout if, if uh, you run the football, you run a couple seconds off the clock. We have plenty of time because we gave them the ball yeah. back with like 12 seconds or something. Um, you, you have plenty of time on the clock. Do a draw play up the middle on third and long, um, right, when they think that you're going to pass it. Hand it to White. See if he can take it to the house or see if he can at least get you a first down. Call yeah. your timeout. Then you have a couple more plays to, to get a touchdown or you're in a better, better uh, position for the field goal. Worst case scenario, he gets stuffed at the line on the draw. You call the timeout. You know, you don't really waste any clock. Um, and then you're kicking the field goal from the same position, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's things like that. It's like we're, you know, you and I have never been uh, college football play callers, <laughs> um, you know, but like, and, and I get it. It's easy to like sit here in, in our position for like, you know, Sunday, Sunday morning quarterback type deal. Um, but, or my, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah. it's easy to do that and be like, Oh, this is what you would have done in that situation. But honestly, like it, that seems like a no brainer. Right. Like I'm, I'm not saying that I can go out there and, and call it all in no way do I think that I can do that. Um, but you know, these are professionals and we, again, you know, the talent you have, give them the ball. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, see, no. yeah. And I don't want us to, we've, we really harped on the offense and, and rightfully so there's a lot of criticism on the offense. The defense has seven. regressed every game the, for the past like six games. Um, in my opinion, I would say I or would pass say maybe three or four. I would say since uh, really, I think two. I thought they played really well against Georgia State. I that's, I thought yeah, I thought true. they played really well. I would say that the only thing with the defense is not really schematics. Um, it's really tackling. Yeah, tackling has gotten worse. Um, the 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 missed tackles have allowed to have led to, to yeah big plays. If you look at Marshall, um. All their scoring drives came because of a big explosive play. Uh, you have the one wide receiver that had like four catches for, what was it, 148, 147 yards when all they had was 200 yards passing. So the yeah, guy literally yep. literally had all the passing yards on Averaged 36.8 yards a catch. Yeah, and then you had Ali who got the rest of pretty much their yardage. 24 with 100 carries, 165 yards, okay, three so, touchdowns. He knew that Ali was going to get his carries. He knew that Ali is going to get his yards. You have to be mindful that when it comes to passing, whether it was the the Cam, um, the was it Frantra yeah. kid or the Pennington kid, you have to not have missed tackles. You can't have, you know, bad angles. You can't allow them to go and get um, <clears throat> um, behind you and allow them to have these big explosive plays that, that leads to scoring touchdowns. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point because, like, uh, yeah, regardless of who the quarterback is, Cam Francher, who you know has been the starter all season, same thing. It's it's kind of like all or nothing, right? They're they're either a three and out or they they connect on a big play, um, and 
yeah, you have to be prepared for that as a as a defense. Um, and and we weren't. Yeah, the the tackling was really bad against Texas State, really bad. Um, and it was bad, you know, Saturday against Marshall. Um, and also the angles and stuff. If they if they broke one tackle, there was no one in position to to make. We were chasing yeah. guys all night. We were chasing guys yeah. all night. Yeah. And you know, I, like I said, I'm not so much upset and frustrated with Ali getting his yards um, because you knew that was coming. Uh, but at the same time, you, you can't allow one receiver to gain really seventy five percent of their passing yards on four catches. Or a true, or a, a red yeah. shirt, true freshman, redshirt freshman, whatever. Uh, Cole Pennington, fifteen of twenty, two hundred and one yards. Um, yeah. you know, like now, yeah, he I had will, the interception on this yeah, first. Yeah, and I will pass. say that that obviously we probably did not game plan for him, right? <laughs> we probably game plan for Francher. Uh, but that's part of being a football coach and coordinator. You got to think on the fly. Not everything's going to always go as the way that you planned. And schematically, they're probably going to run the same offense. You just got to make sure that, again, you got to keep their passing game in, in check and shut that shut that down. But yeah. I mean, so um, so I guess let's talk about. Yeah. Um, I put out a tweet uh, that that Uh-oh. basically said, "I know." Oh. Um, get that, get the thumbs, thumbs a burning. Um, I, I put out a tweet before the game ended, but when, you know, it was clear that Marshall was going to win, um, that changes needed to be made. Um, otherwise we're not winning another game this season. And that, that includes the bowl game. I didn't put that in there, but that's, that was my, my thought. Yeah. Um, of course that is very open-ended. What does that mean? Right. So like, yes, explain yourself, explain myself. Um, (laughs) so I'm not talking about firing Clay Hilton. That was not like a um, a cryptic message by by any <laughs> means. I know there's people out there saying that, and that's ludicrous. I mean, that's no, that's yeah, so I think we dumb. Just that, yeah, that with the fan base for those saying to fire Hilton, that's that's um, again, that's like changing the offense. That's being like, we're, I hate the air raid. Go back to yeah. the triple option. It's like, why are you in, in extremes right now? Like you yeah, can it's, have it's not iterative, warranted. yeah. Changes. It's a um, again, what Coach Helton was asked to do when he came in here. For the most part, he has done a really good job of it as of right now. Yes, is it frustrating as a fan to see our team so close to being back on top and being dominant again? Absolutely, it is. And for us to come up just short, it absolutely is very frustrating to watch that. But it's not time to to throw them out. You know, it's not time to throw <laughs> to throw everything out and start again. I just I'm I'm with you. There are certain things that in house need to be made, but what can to be help done at that this transition, point? Yeah, like yeah, what can be done now with two games left? And I know that there's technically possibly a way for us to get back in to still manage to get into the championship game, but at this point, it really looks like it's a long that's shot. And I said happen. this last night, and I'll say it again: we don't deserve it. The the way we've been playing, we do not deserve to be the East representative in the championship. And a part of me is relieved that we're not going to be because I don't see any chance unless there's a miraculous turnaround in just our, our play overall and our play on the road, because it probably would be on the road at Troy um, who already clinched the West. Um, If we were able to back in one, you hear all the stuff from JMU. We would never hear the end of it, Um, especially not only that they beat us, but how they beat us. um, And that, that, you know, it'd be like coastal last year and coastal got embarrassed by Troy um, last year. And I think that would be the case. I, I just don't, see 
a scenario unless again there's a miraculous turnaround um and in, in play calling and quarterback play and offensive line play and defensive play um where we go into troy into a championship game on national tv right after college game day on espn and don't get embarrassed um and i don't mm-hmm. want to live through that i don't i don't um like i get it i like yes i want to win in a division i want to win a championship I want to do it the right way. <laughs> I want to do it where we earned it. And, yeah. and so far we haven't played to, to earn that. We just haven't. No, no, we haven't. Um, I would agree with that. And, you know, we don't know what the NCAA is going to do. Uh, I would, uh, to me, <laughs> I would, I just gut feeling saying that they're going to probably, you they're know, change the rules. Yeah. They're going to cave. Yeah. Uh, you have college, you have ESPN going there for game day. It, right. You know, it's going to be a huge focus. It's going to get probably, you know, they're going to probably put a lot of national press on the issue. Uh, and so it's going to be on the forefront and you're going to have a lot of folks, regardless of you think the NCAA should change the rule or not, or, or change the way, you know, the, the time that has really kind of passed now, right? They're, they're undefeated. There's, you know, nobody really close to them, right. you know, that can really um, catch them, you know, in the standing. So, yeah, because it's not just a pass to play in the Camellia Bowl. Yeah. It's a pass to possibly play in the New Year Six Bowl. Yeah. Right now, they are the highest ranked team. I think they're 19 um, in, in the AP poll. Of course, they can't be ranked in the college football playoff. Correct. Um, but they probably would be, you know, usually those polls are pretty close. They're probably a top 20. Um, team and they're probably ranked ahead of Tulane and Liberty um, at yeah. this point. Um, if if they're if, if they were eligible to be ranked, um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, and, and that brings money for the conference. It's four point it four million dollars. It's like two hundred eighty five thousand or something per school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a uh, a drop in the bucket. I mean, we certainly could could use that. It's not life changing money, but like. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you turn down that um, if I offered you two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars right now. Um, no. So, you know, it's uh, yeah. I, I mean, we'll we'll see how that all plays out. Um, I think most people are in agreement that the rule is asinine, that the rule is just dumb. But I, I think outside of yeah. the JMU faithful, the the argument is you knew the rules when you you came in, and you know, for them, their argument against that is. Well, we did everything in our power to skirt those rules and be the exception to the rule and get the waiver. Okay, well, you can't bank on that. Like, you know, yes, you did. You came in, you played two seasons of FBS football, um, which no one else has done. And also, too, they timed it. They timed it just right with the transfer rule, too, to where that got completely relaxed. I think in the past, if a FBS student were to or athlete were to transfer to a FCS school in year one of transition, they still had to sit out that year. Uh, whereas, you know, now you don't have to sit out at all. Right. So would a Tonson Teo have transferred to JMU last year to play one an FCS schedule? Correct. Or two they worked to the not, system in he, their favor. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, they, the the rules which good on them right i mean like yeah i mean way to way to find a loophole um again so it's like michigan uh, and the the sign stealing i misinterpreted the rules i didn't know you couldn't do that is that written somewhere so yeah and and, you know they have a great coaching staff they they've got great facilities they've done you know what they could to get around it um even even if in their past they have voted for other schools not to participate in the postseason because they were changing or going through their own transitions. Bitter but that's and for, stuff, yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's never right until so, you're in that position. 
Correct. Um, I get it. But, it sucks for them, yeah. right? We 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 it felt a, a piece of it right in 2014. We still got uh, to you know hoist the championship trophy because there wasn't a championship game. Correct. But didn't get the bowl game. Uh, didn't uh, get the waiver passed. Like it's tough cookies, man. Like it, you know, like it, 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 it sucks. It does. Um, but again, you knew the rules, like just because you thought that you were above the rules because you were going to do everything your power. And, uh, if you were no Sardamas and was like, we're going to go 10 and 0, and we're going to host college game day. And they're going to, you know, like you can't bank on that. Like it's still no. the rule. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll see. Um, I think the way that it's looking is they're probably going to cave, but we'll see if they do or not. Yeah, um, they probably will, but it's a moot they, point because, I, yeah. like you said, while we're mathematically probably still in it, um, I don't think we're deserving of it. Even if we finish, uh, you know, two and zero to to close out the regular season and two and two in the month of November, um, I just I, I I would not trust our chances in in that game, regardless of who the opponent is. But you know, Troy's playing really good football right now, and um, I just yeah, I, I I don't think we would have a, a shot in that All game. Right. Um, so yeah, yeah. So tangent. Um, Tangent. Um, so, cha- so changes. What what changes realistic changes can we make? We've talked about quarterback play, working right? Around so the you 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 made a what did you say? I said quit work, working around the question. Yeah, uh, I, uh, politics are in my future. Um, <laughs> the, so yes, I'm not talking about firing anyone. Uh, it was not mid season, but I'm not talking about firing anyone during the season. Um, I think you can go a couple different directions with it. Um, obviously I don't get to make these decisions, but if, if I did, um, I would switch things up on offensive play calling. Um, you have two guys on your staff, possibly three. Um, I should have researched this after last night. I think the offensive line coach, not that I'm high on him for other reasons. Um, but I think he had like one, one season as offensive coordinator or co-offensive coordinator, run game coordinator at UNLV. That was like a one win team, (laughs) but he, he did have play calling experience. Um, Ryan Applin, uh, the wide receivers coach has, or tight ends coach has, uh, play calling uh, experience along with Ellis as co-offensive coordinator for a season at uh, Western Kentucky. And then of course, um, Clay Helton has play calling experience um, at at Memphis and at USC. Um, So, you know, we have other guys that can call plays. If I'm Helton, I, I make a change. I say, look, the, the last two weeks especially have been really rough and, you know, head scratching decisions on some of these things. Let's, you know, whether it's shared, whether it's, you know, you have like veto power or something, I don't know, or if it's just full, like, Hey, for the old ODU game, Applin's going to call the plays or Helton's going to call the plays. That's one change that I, that I think, you know, again, the definition of insanity, right. is trying the same thing and expecting different results. Um, that's what we're doing right now. So let's, let's switch things up and try something different. Um, yeah. if you did that, I think you could also make an argument for, do we switch things up at, at quarterback again? Maybe that's not play French and have him be the starter, um, going into ODU and, and app, um, maybe it's platooning them, uh, you know, roll Davis Brent out there, have the scripted first drive, see how that goes. If it doesn't go well, roll French out there, maybe give him two drives. If he throws a pick, roll French out there, try something different. Um, you made the argument Cody for a couple weeks now, and you made it last year, um, when we were still fighting for a bowl game, uh, going into to late November, um, and need the win against app with, with Kyle, he wasn't playing good football. And we, we made the argument then of like, do you put in your backup and see what you have 
for next year. What the future is, of course, we didn't know that was going to be Davis Brin. We didn't know who we were going to get out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, but your argument was when uh, something is still obtainable. In that case, it was a bowl game. In the case so far this season, it's been not just a bowl game, but um, uh, East Division, division. title. Um, that you play your best hand, and it seems like our best hand is Davis Brin. Um, but now that other than mathematically, more realistically, the East division is out of question. Um, do you do something else at quarterback? Davis Brin's not going to be there next year. This much we know. Um, you know, I get it senior night, um, but do you do you try a different hand behind center? Yeah, I do. Um, and I know that you, um, maybe some folks would say, no, you keep Brin there, but I think I would. Um, if anything, at the very least, do what you do is you platoon, um, go, go back to, you know, look how Fritz did it with Upshaw and Ellison. He put in Upshaw in the third series of each drive and the half and you see what Upshaw could do. I think something similar to that would be great for French. Put him in on the third series of the first half. I wouldn't even script it out. I would, I would say like, you can, you can say Bryn starting, you script out the first drive as usual. You see how that goes. And then you you go and tell both of those guys like look like if if the if it's not up to snuff, we're we're putting in this other guy. I'd split reps with the ones this week. Yeah. Um. I don't think French has gotten a lot of reps with the ones. I'd split the reps with the ones and say Bryn's the starter. But like if things aren't going well, we're gonna switch things up. That's what I'd say. I, I wouldn't do like I, I actually don't like the platoon thing. With, you don't uh, like that how Fritz did it. No, I actually don't okay. like that. I understand like it 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 worked at times, but. I think it when you have one, there was times Ellison was like crushing it, and then Upshaw comes in for a series and it just throws off the whole rhythm, right? Um, yeah. So I like I, I would only do it. I would have like someone in waiting where if things are going bad, it's like okay, switch things up, go out there now. Bryn comes See, out and he he gets touchdowns on the first two drives. No, you don't put French in. Keep keep playing your hot hand. You keep yeah. playing your hot hand. You don't you don't like have two drives and say well the. The script told me to. I got to put in the backup. No, you know? no, you're yeah. right. Yeah, no, you're right. And um, you know, I think the other option you can do is just say you just go French full force and you just say, "Hey, look, we're going to just put him in. He's going to train. He's going to practice with the ones this week." And which Bryn, begs the question, Bryn, right? you're going to be here yeah. and you're going to, you know, for the last two weeks, you're going to mentor him and you're right. going to thank you for your service. Uh, thank you for your time here. But you know, from now on, it's going to be French's team and and do what you want with that. And so. Uh, no, I, to me, those are the two ways to go with it. I personally, I think I would go with just put French in at this point and just see how he does the last three games of the season. See, I would do the opposite. I would do the opposite. I'd say, I say, look, Bren's play, we're five and oh at home. We're going for six and oh at home. Yeah. He's played pretty well in Paulson. Um, most of his interceptions and bad mistakes and stuff have come on the road. Most of his like happy feet and bad decision-making have come on the road. You throw them out there, and again, you you say you've got two series, and and you know let let's let's see touchdowns, let's not see stall drives, let's not see three and outs, let's not see settling for field goals. Go out there, but again, we have this guy in waiting um, to take your spot if 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 that's the case. The other thing that we don't know is what's the coaching um, uh, confidence level, confidence and take on French. We Correct. don't know that he is the de facto starter going into next year. We don't know. We don't even know if that person is on the roster. 
it could be another transfer quarterback, and that opens up a whole nother can of worms or a whole nother <laughs> conversation um, of like growing from within versus like relying on the portal. But that's the reality right now, right? Like you said, we're we're still trying to transition. It's certainly still a rebuild um, at this point. Um, and my take, and pure speculation, but my take is if we haven't seen Brins look poor in 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 several games a season. Certainly in certain situations where it would make sense that if you had the guy waiting in the wings that you were confident was going to be QB1 next year, even if he wasn't totally ready this year, you at least put him in to see what he has to confirm your um, your suspicions, to confirm you know, your well, thoughts. Well, I mean, look at Marshall. I mean, they just put in Pennington. I don't think Pennington's really played much this year. He outside hasn't. Of maybe, but he looked good. And he you did listen look good. to the, the, the herd fans, and they're saying, like, where was this all season? Yeah. Like, yeah, like – um yeah and 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 that's a guy that's been there for a couple of years. We don't have to have loyalty to Davis. I I'm I'm sorry. Like we just don't have like we we gave him an opportunity. We gave him a chance. He came in, I'm pretty sure he was promised the job, right? Whether or not he like mm-hmm. won it, he probably did. Um yeah. you know, uh, but now, you know, is is he still the best quarterback in 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 practice? Are we giving others a chance to work with the ones, you know, that, that can be like misleading, right? If, if you're only working with like second and third, third teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are, are we, well, are I think we it focused also comes on down to, you know, are the backup quarterbacks putting in extra time to, to kind of, you know, ensure that they're ready when they go in and, you know, if they're just coming in when they need to be there at practice, then you're right. Maybe the coaching staff doesn't really have much confidence in them at this point, and and all we have really is Bryn. So why, why throw out something that's out there that could make you look a whole lot worse as a coach, right? You, you're already in the hot seat already, kind of, with how things are now. You don't certainly want to throw somebody out there that's certainly not ready. Correct. Um, and yeah. I mean, that's that's it. But not see, we ready don't know that, or or that you don't, don't have confidence in. Like if if we yeah. are in the back of our minds, in the back of Helton's mind and Ellis's mind, if um. French is like the QB three going into next year or still QB two going into next year because of Bo Allen or because they know they're going to have to go back to the transfer portal or Fitzgerald or, or whoever. Right. Yeah. Like, um, cause guys can jump just because they're not ready now. Like, right. Bo Allen's, uh, Bo Allen's not eligible. Uh, Fitzgerald, maybe he has a great camp and like, I don't know, but like, um, or we have to go back to the transfer portal, but like in the back of their minds, if it's like, no, like, He's a fine backup. If we get in a pinch, like he'll 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 be there. Um, but if they know, like, no, he doesn't have a legitimate shot at being QB one going into next year, then yeah, like with that intel, that does change your your hand. Like if yeah. if, if that's the case, then you you play Bryn, you roll with Bryn, you know, uh, like it or not, like that's just what it is, right? But um, if you think that he's going to be in the mix, you absolutely see what he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but again, we don't know what we don't know, but I would hope I would. And I, I said this on, on, on take one that if we end up rolling, like if, if we roll with Bren for the rest of the season, we don't see French or we see him minimally. Um, and he ends up being the starter next year. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be frustrated because like yeah. you had your quarterback and waiting and you had opportunities where your QB one wasn't playing up to the level of expectation that you should have for him. And you don't give that other guy a shot. Yeah, no, that it would be very frustrating as a fan. Um, 
No, I think it's it's one of those questions that we can ponder and we can argue and discuss about, but we will truly never know it because we're not in those locker rooms. Correct. To, to, you know, we're not That's what those, I'm saying. Like We yeah. will only know really like come next year. And, yeah. and again, anything can happen. They go to the portal. They don't have anyone they like. They, they can't get anybody for whatever reason, right? Um, the the freshmen that they bring in or the ones that they already have um, on well, the roster. Well, here's the thing, too. What yeah. if he grows leaps and bounds over the <laughs> over, over the offseason? He could. He could. You know? but, that's, but that's something realistically, like, I don't think you're going to have, like, like, he's not going to go from, like, a 60 rating to a like 85 or 90 rating in one offseason. No, but what he can what can happen though is is especially during spring ball is he can get, finally get used to the game speed of of collegiate football where he maybe he's just not quite right there yet with the with the reps that he's getting in, in the camp and, and during the week. Yeah. Whereas maybe. if he's the if he's the number one guy and he's the only one there then you know come hell or high water he's going to have to to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but no and I think that gets into we're very limited on what we can do in season, right? Quarterback change, maybe some personnel change. Offensive line uh, calling changes. Offensive, you know, responsibilities within the coaching staff. But there's not a whole lot really that can be done within these last two weeks and prep no. for bowl. And then we'll talk. We won't get deep into it now because we don't know, right, how, how yeah. the rest of the season is going to play out. So let, let's let these final, hopefully, three games, right? We are bowl eligible, so let's – let these final three games of the season play out, and then we'll see. You know, we'll reevaluate. Like, do yeah. change, do actual changes? Whereas, as job changes need to be made with offensive mm-hmm. play calling, whether the people are still there or not, you've seen that before, um, right? Yeah. Maybe they maybe they switch to you know, is is Ellis better off being an inside receivers coach? Is Ellis better off being um, yeah, see, you know, that, a, a, a tight ends I, coach or just the quarterbacks coach and not worried about offensive play calling? See, just develop that's the quarterback. where I would, there needs to be a real conversation because with Kyle Van Treese and now with Bryn, you've had two seasons in a row where the quarterback has had multiple, like a lot of interceptions. 16 interceptions Ten, and like 14, I think, for Bryn Yes, now. that's yeah. way too many. Um, and you look at other quarterbacks in, in not just our conference, but across all of college football, and they're nowhere close to that number. They're also not throwing uh, the ball 500 times, but like some so, are, some, some yeah, are, some are. So, yeah, you know, like you the Penix, Jason McCall, right? Like, How many times has he thrown the ball over his whole collegiate career, and it's nowhere near close to the interception? I don't think he's that, ever had a season where he's thrown over 500. I'm talking about his entire college career. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's taking he has, care of the football for sure. He yeah. is so he's efficient. Yeah, there's something that has to be said for you're the QB's coach, and yes, it's a, it's it's important part to teach mechanics, but you also have to coach your quarterback on what to do and how to read defenses, and not to throw the ball to the other team. Well, and as the and, play caller again, put him in position, like play to his strengths. Yeah, like like Calvin Trees was so crisp on those like quick seam routes and like slants with like hood and stuff last year. It was like almost money every time from like seven and eight yards to get a first down. You don't really see that. You don't see that quick release. And you saw it early in the season with Bryn, but like since it's and, and yes, part of his offensive line play, but like it's also holding on the ball too long. And I don't know if it's just the, the, the receivers. Uh, we haven't like dug super deep into tape and stuff, right? Um, but other than just like rewatching games, but like I don't know if it's just that the receivers are covered, that the line um, play isn't, uh, you know, as, as good as it was last year um, or, or what it is or just the defenses are figuring us out. Um, but the, the, 
the throws aren't there, right? Like the throws just aren't there. Like you're just seeing panic um, and you're seeing like forced throws and you're seeing him having to scramble around because of the blitz. And like as a play caller and as a QB coach, you have to, like you said, it's not just about mechanics. It's about teaching them to like, look, like take the sack, throw the ball away here, throw the ball into the ground here, put the ball in this place here for this guy like you know and you have to know your receivers it seems like that was one thing that Kyle Kyle learned not only the offense and the playbook but he learned yes he threw 16 interceptions but he learned um his players I think Mm -hmm. very quickly um faster than anyone expected him to and he was in sync with his wide receivers I think better than the Bryn is. Well, why is that? Is that on Bryn or is that on Ellis or is it shared? It's probably shared, but I, it's a lot of it is on Ellis. And, yeah. You know, and, like, and that's my broader point is I don't know if we need to make a, a switch at the, the for a QB coach and, and give still keep Ellis with play calling and offensive coordinator responsibilities, but have him go to a different position. Um, or, or what the deal is with that. But I think that has to be a conversation that's had. Again, when, if I'm Coach Helton at the end of the season, I am reevaluating everything. You have to reevaluate top down. Everything. Yeah, I'm looking at the coaching philosophy I have. I'm looking at yes. strength and conditioning to go through the offseason. Right. I'm looking at how I run. Sp- position coaches, everything. I'm right. looking at yeah. how I run spring practice, how I'm running fall camp, how I'm running summer workouts. How do I make my men tougher physically, mentally, um, how do I get them to understand, you know, just the concept of the game better? Because this is now the second season in a row where we've gone into November on a high, and just on a high, yeah. and just completely melted away. Yep. And, you know, th- that's not going to last. And Coach Helton, to me, is too good of a coach to to be dealing with this issue. And I think, again... It's gonna to have to come down to a complete, you know. He's gonna make a, that. He, he's yeah. gonna to have to make hard decisions. He is, and, and, and that's a, look, that's look, the hardest a, thing about about yeah. being a head coach is like self He's close with Ellis. Right, yep. Everyone has families. Everyone are, are human beings. I get it, but you've got to make those hard decisions and say, "Hey, you're not getting it done. We're demoting you, or we're letting you go." Like you know, the offensive line coach, right? Like we said, losing Richard Owens. Um, touched on this was and take huge. one it was huge. It was the biggest loss that we've probably faced as as a coaching staff outside of Fritz. Outside of Fritz leaving to Tulane, it, it might have been like the biggest uh, departure from from uh, from a coaching standpoint. Um, you see what Louisville's doing now; they're doing it for a reason. Um, that's what Satterfield right there. Um, yeah. and it took them a long time to turn no, things not around. Satterfield. Or, it's the guy Brom. He left. Brom, Brom came back. Yeah. Satterfield went to, um, that's Cincinnati. right. Cincinnati, Cincinnati. But you see after one, yeah, Brom, uh, Owens coached under Brom before he's a Louisville alum. Um, Brom comes back home, also Louisville alum, and they've been mediocre, right? All of a sudden they, they turn the page. Um, why is that? Not saying that it's like all oh, Richard Owens, but all Offensive line play, everything, I mean, it, it does run through that, right? So um, uh, their identity offensively, like it's strong offensive line play. And he was a steal, steal of the century for, for Helton in his inaugural class, inaugural, inaugural coaching class coming out of UAB. You saw how good UAB was. You see how not good they are now. Um, there's a reason for that, right? Um, you're not going to hit home runs every time, right? Uh, it's like... 
and the nature of being a G5 program is when you have, um, when you bring in steals like that, they're going to get noticed. When you bring in diamonds in the rough and gems, they're going to get noticed, they're going to get noticed quick, and they're going to get scooped up by bigger programs that can pay more money, period, every single time. Um, But, you know, so sooner or later, you're going to get a dud. And, you know, with, with this, like you, you called it Cody, like the, the offensive line coach came, had a, on paper, a pretty impressive resume, just on some of the names, a lot of power five programs, Oregon state and some others on there. Um, but you go back and look at the, the tenure of when he was there. And again, not always falls on the offensive line coach. Um, that's just one coach and one unit. Um, but the teams that he coached for, when he was there, they were bad football teams. They weren't winning football teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, th- there's something to that dog mentality, especially as an offensive line coach, to be able to come in and, and coach him up. I mean, we took a a Chad Lunsford offensive line, right, um, from that scheme and made them an, uh, uh, an air raid offensive line or an offensive line protecting air, air raid offense that only gave up six sacks all season. That is unbelievable. That's yeah. unreal. Um, we gave up six six sacks in like the first two games this year. You know, didn't have a lot of player turnover. So so yeah, I I I, I agree. Anyway, I I, I think I think I, we'll we'll pick that up more after this. Again, let's hope things turn around. Um, and we see yeah. some potential here, but yes, I think in the off, I think there can be subtle changes made in season of what we noted, uh, noted. And then I think, you know, if things don't get better, there's probably going to be some, some tougher, harder changes that, that Helton's going to have to have to make in the off season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he, he's a math guy. He, that's what his degrees. And so he's used to, you know, solving difficult problems. Again, I think the hardest thing to, to solve, especially in the coaching profession, is self-evaluation. It's hard to look at what you've done and, and really criticize yourself and, and criticize and, and say, okay, could I have done something better? Yeah. Uh, but you have to do that. Otherwise, you don't grow. You look at Nick Saban. Nick Saban was great up until you know all his time in Alabama, right? He's been fantastic. But how many times have you seen him have to reinvent his offense or go Correct. make some new hires That's and the new markings coaching of changes. a great coach. Like I, what I was saying, so, you can, yeah. you can run what you want. You can work towards running what you ultimately want to run and what your vision is, but you can't just do it overnight. Again, no. we're, it's, it's remarkable that we made the turn, turn around as, as quickly as we did, but it's not going to be there every year, especially yeah. when you're not building from within and when you don't have continuity with your players and developing from within and relying on the portal. You're going to get, again, Davis Brand on paper. I said, like, he's he could be better than, than Van Trees, right? Like, sometimes yep. you it, things don't work out for whatever reason. Um, and it's not even a, a matter of, like, talent necessarily. It's fit. Right. Like, are they a good fit in the offense? Are they are, are they in sync with their players around them? Right. Um, Van Trees adapted to that very quickly. Brand doesn't seem to. Right. Like if, if Brand were to go to Troy or to Coastal Carolina or wherever. Right. Like, does he have a better season? Maybe, you know, like you, you never know. Um, but uh yeah, there's just like a lot of factors that go uh, go into it. But anyway, <clears throat> um, we're an hour in. We haven't talked about Old Dominion. Uh, <laughs> I know they weren't the going to talk about them a lot because because like you said, they're Cody, a decent I, country band. They're a decent country band <laughs> and a freight line and a freight line. Oh yeah, uh, freighters. Old Dominion freight freight. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> these I like their song. I like the country. Do you think the like, university like was named after the freight company? Uh, they were. I, I actually think that's true. I think they actually. Were. Oh, are you serious? That was kind yeah. of like a joke. No, I. Um, I think. Uh, I honestly think that's the case. I'm looking it up now. So fill on the gap real quick for me. Okay, I was no. I I brought that up as a joke because James Madison is obviously named after the president, though the pres or the James Madison has, um, absolutely no affiliation to the university whatsoever. Right, the university was created in the early 1900s. Um, it would be like if me and Matt were to go up to Illinois in some random town and say, hey, we're going to create Abe Lincoln University. Right. And, <laughs> and just, you know, just go with it like that. But uh, no, that's how that, what I was kind of joking and poking I could fun be way at. Off. I don't think but, that's true. I don't, I, okay. I thought I heard I, that somewhere, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, I mean, it's yeah. in what? It's, it's in Norfolk, Virginia, Norfolk, right? Norfolk, so Virginia, which is uh, yeah, um, there's a lot, military it's a, base there. Yeah, and there's a lot of port and in, in a lot of port um, industry freight yes. that comes through there too. So, no, um, I, the thing about Old Dominion that I've taken away, and again, I don't think you and I really watch much of their football games or really pay too much attention to what they've done outside of that. They just always seem to have close games with who they played outside of the Liberty game. Uh, is that one? They play up and down to whoever they're playing uh, to their opponent. Um, two, they have a sneaky good run game, and they have kind of adapted their offense to be more pass heavy and spread the field. Uh, but their run game is actually pretty decent. You you get so uh, focused on trying to stop their passing attack that you actually you know that you leave the box open or you only have five guys in the box and they will run the ball down the throat. They have a really good running back. Um, and it's going to be an interesting chess match with our defense as to how we contain that. It's, it's something that I'm kind of worried about, to be honest with you, that they exploit that sort of like how Georgia State exploited that in the second half of our game with them, and Carroll went and like rushed for like 150, 200 yards in the second half alone. Yep. Um, so that's that's kind of what my concern is, is, is how is Bailey going to attack their offense? And then obviously, the, again, the question is not really so much what does ODU do on defense. It's just, it's us. It's honestly the question is us, is do we go out there and execute? Do we go out there and... Who, uh, yeah, it's who wants it more. I mean, yeah. again, just like Marshall, they, they, they come in needing two wins to reach bowl eligibility. Um, you know, they're, they're at, uh, three and three in the conference, four and six overall. They just lost a non-conference game to Liberty 38 to 10. It was their worst, uh, loss of the season. I think, well, it, Virginia tech, maybe close 36 to 17. They were in that game to open the season. Um, and then like, uh, um, yeah, ended up again getting blown out. But Wake Forest, they've played a lot of close games, right? So uh, they've yeah. had other other than Liberty, um, Coastal. Uh, they, they've lost three straight: James Madison, Coastal, and Liberty. Liberty was thirty-eight to ten. James Madison was three-point game that was at James Madison, um, thirty to twenty-seven. Uh, had a chance to win um, on the final drive. Uh, Coastal Carolina lost by four, twenty-eight to twenty-four. They lost to Marshall um, by six, forty-one to. 35 um that was at marshall again marshall plays well at home um and they lost to wake forest uh 27 to 24 so really outside of that virginia tech game um uh, uh and the liberty game um they've played everyone within one score um mm-hmm. so and, and a lot of, a lot of which was was on the road so so just like marshall they're going to give you a fight um 
you know, you can classify them as a middle of the road Sunbelt team. I think we are right now too, um, frankly. So we cannot overlook yeah, with this the, team. Yeah, with the way that we're playing, yes. definitely. Um, so no, we can't overlook it. Um, you can't um, start looking ahead to app um, at all. Otherwise, you're going to get beat. Uh, this is our last home game. Um, obviously, this is senior night and a 6 p.m. game. I hope that there is a big crowd. I know that the season has, has gone in a frustrating direction over these last two weeks and that we've really played ourselves out of something special. But, again, this team and, and these seniors need to be Students, celebrated. I think it's going to be hard, right, because it's it yes, is the Saturday it before is. break. They're off all week, I guess, is the case. Mm-hmm. Now um, the dorms, I don't think, close on Saturday. But um, and I don't think they close over Thanksgiving. Just they don't, the they winter only break. close yeah, over yeah. winter break, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, people are in apartments, whatever. Like, so – it's probably not going to be a good student turnout. I'll just tell you. Like, it's, it's yeah, just probably not. It, it's probably it may not going to look be. great on TV. Um, but, you know, the, the home the home crowd, the the loyals, the diehards, they need to show out and bring them Yeah, home. the community needs to show up, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and come to the game. Um, celebrate it. Again, you know, this team still has a lot to play for. They play for 6-0 eight and at home is it's a great. That's it's a great, huge, yeah. That's a great we have mark. A, well, we have a yeah. six-game winning streak at home right now. Um, you go, you right know, end it with a seven down, game. Yeah. yeah um, so, right. And, and I, I honestly think that like, I said the same about Marshall and, and really Texas state, but like, um, you know, now where we're at again, not mathematically out, but realistically out of the, the division race. Yeah. It comes down to us and it comes down to like, what do you want to just be that mediocre team? Do you want to just match your record of last year and and call it a day and go back to to Montgomery and the Camellia Bowl? Or do you want to fight and, 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 and go two and two in the month of November um, prove kind of everyone, Cody and myself included, wrong. Um, not only go six and zero at home, but go up to the mountain and, and and beat App State, who's playing better football now, but a lot better football um, now. Just uh, beat the crap out of Georgia State um, in yeah. Atlanta, um, in in front of nobody, you know. But like, um, <laughs> it's it, so yeah. Like uh, how we finish this season does matter, um, even if it's not playing for a conference title anymore. Um, and yeah, the difference between potentially eight regular season wins and, uh, going zero and four in November and, uh, or, or one and three in November and just finishing either same record as last year or one win better. That's, that's a big difference. So like, you know, if we can find a way to, to rally and, and, and get to eight wins, um, and, and possibly for a ninth in the bowl game, get a better bowl game that way, um, there's, there's a time to play for. And, and frankly, if we come out and, and lay an egg and, and lose this game, I don't think we have a chance in in Boone against that. No, no, you're right. How we how we how we play this game and, and the outcome of this game is to me a, a huge factor in how we come out and play the rest of the season against App and in the bowl game. Uh, again, there's still a lot to play for. You can still end the season with eight wins, um, which would be the most since 2020. Um, that we've had, um, you can get to nine wins, which would be the most since 2018. Um, so it's um, there's still a lot there to play for. There's still a lot there to go after. And again, you know, with as bad as November has been, you still have time to turn it around. You still have time to end the season on a high note and go into bowl season and into the off season 
on a high and on on something positive. <laughs> um, and sorry, y'all, Matt just did something on his end of the phone and just right into the eardrum. Uh, <laughs> no, you get Oh. Oh no. <laughs> if we do a take three, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's... You got all dominion this week. Bye. We're 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 good. And I realized that wasn't even in the mics. So probably no one even heard it. But I was oh, plugging great. Plug it in my laptop. This is this is great podcasting here. Um, <laughs> plugging in my laptop that just gave me the message that I was gonna. It was an older laptop. Um, and it goes from like, Hey, battery's dying to dead within like 30 seconds. So I scrambled to find my charger It's plugged in. We're all good, but we, we, oh, yeah, we almost you. had to have a take. Three. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's this is to wrap up the point. There's still a lot to play for. There's a, still a lot to, to end the season on a high and to go into bowl season and to off season, um, on a very positive note, as well as to end recruiting, um, on a positive note as well, since the December signing days are coming up uh, about a four weeks, I think. So yep. there's going to be a huge push to, to wrap that up and to close that out. So, again, the next four weeks, there's a lot coming ahead. There's recruiting. There's, you know, Old Dominion out. There's ball game. Uh, so there's still a lot to focus on and there's still a lot to get ready uh, it's going to tell sure. us a lot about what what this team can be. But who we are, yeah, it's just who we are, yeah. right? Are 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 we a team that is just going to be, you know, like like what we saw under Chad Lunsford and you know, mediocre, slightly above par football team, or is it one where we're building going into year three of Clay Helton and he makes refinements to the staff and refinements to the the strategy and to the mindset and to the preparation. I will and to say the, this. We have the ballers personnel. on this team. Yeah. We, we have some athletes on this team. We absolutely do. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like that's been, I mean, that, that's been like a patch patch job, right? Patchwork. Um, you know, we, we lost a lot of guys um, after, you know, a, a bad season last year. Um, but they, I mean, we've got some great guys on the line, um, like Walk, Isaac Walker, you know, like, uh, we, we've got some, mm-hmm. some great, uh, defensive backs, um, you know, yes, Jalen White, you know, we lose him, but we got OJ Arnold, um, in the fold, we got Terrence Gibbs, you know, and, and seeing what he can do. Um, the Bedinga kid looks great. Um, you know, again, we don't know about quarterbacks. That's, that's kind of the big question mark. We came into the season thinking we're really deep there. Maybe we're not, um, but but who knows? Uh, and then and then wide receivers. You got Dalen Cobb. You've got uh, um, Jet uh, Thompson, right? Uh, you've got, uh, you've got Sanders, Marcus Sanders, Marcus Sanders. There you go. So so looking really good. Yes, yeah, so you lose Kayla Hood, and that's going to be a huge blow. Um, but but yeah, the future is bright. Um, obviously, it'd be great to strengthen that and and add to it. Um, but yeah, it comes down to refinements and, and that, that ultimately goes to Helton. Um, are yeah. we recruiting? Are we filling in the I, gaps with a portal? Are we, um, you know, making the, the necessary changes to the staff to, to have this team? Yeah. Succeed? And I think that's what we want to kind of end on is that, yes, is, is it kind of a disappointing last two weeks? Obviously it is, but I think the main thing to, to focus on is that we're close. We're, 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 we're so close to being, and that's why it's frustrating. The top tier team yeah. 
that can really compete and go against the Troy and JMU. That's and why it's frustrating. Not just if, you're, if yeah. you're ULM or you're Arkansas State for the last couple years, right, they're finally yeah. starting to turn that corner with, with Butch Jones. But, like, that's hard. That is written. And, like, we don't have the patience as a fan base to, no, to live through that. Um, but – like that's really hard. And then when you finally see the turn, you know, the uh, corner turning, um, then it's like a relief. And it's like, okay, we, we finally did it. Um, you look at like university of Missouri, right. With like drink wits, like they were, I mean, he was on the hot seat and now they're blowing out Tennessee, you know, like, (laughs) so, so like, um, yeah, it, it, these things take time. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to just have blind faith and be like, you know, and, and not question things that are happening. Yeah. It doesn't um, mean that you don't make adjustments or changes w- right. within, in your, within your tenure here. But I, again, I don't want, I think the, the immediate, um, reaction from a lot of the fan base was throw the baby out with the bathwater. And I don't think we're not there yet. We are not it's, there yet. It's not time to just I think we're far from that, to be honest. Correct. Now, if, 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 again, definition of insanity, if it's like no changes are made, we go and get another transfer cor- portal uh, quarterback that's, uh, which you know, I don't guide. mind, but we which just I don't mind if sure it's the right guy, right? It's the right guy. Yeah. You have other options and stuff if it doesn't work out. But yeah, exactly. If you go in and you do the exact same blueprint that we've done, that's uh, uh, so far uh, only manufactured mediocre football, um, then yeah, then, then, then there's problems. I still have faith in Helton that he's going to make the, the necessary adjustments. I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, with that, Cody, let's hope that it's a much more positive uh, episode next time, and we only have one take of yes. it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's get a win uh, against Old Dominion. Let's go six and zero at home, um, and let's carry some momentum up to the Rock, um, and hopefully close the season out uh, um, on a two-game win streak. Yes, and, and let's, get a better let's do the app episode on a high because for sure, otherwise that it's episode gonna be really rough. It's going to be just for the diehards to listen to because, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talk about glutton for punishment um, yep. and, and doom scrolling. It's going to be a lot of doom scrolling, um, <laughs> doom podcasting. So uh, with that, Cody, let's hope that's not the case. Let's go be Old, uh, old Dominion. And as always, hail Southern. Hail Southern.